Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome, fantasy football players. The season is getting super close. Break it up! And it's time to get you ready to win. Let's go, man! Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. The fan delivers every Sunday morning, 10 to noon, with up-to-the-minute injury news, analysis, weather forecasts, and expert opinion to help you win. Now, here are Tim Allen and Rami Makloff with Fantasy Football Weekly on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It is that time of year again, everybody. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. This will be 10, 11 years Rami Makloff, Something Tim like Allen. Yeah. There's Greg Janik. He's been with us for several years now. And Security Dan, back off the uh, disabled list. He's uh, back with us a full slate and a full season this year as the Brewers get a victory last night. We'll take a little break from that and talk about fantasy football. Welcome, everybody. We'll take your calls throughout the uh, next two hours and uh, debate. Uh, some of the topics going around will get in-depth into some of the players and some of the rookies that are out there. Have you been through a draft yet, Rami Maclaw? I have not been through a draft yet. Me neither. So this is going to help us, too. Greg Janik? I have not. My first draft is tonight. Dan- oh. Daniel, have you been through a draft yet? Not yet? I've been through a few mock drafts, but that's about it. Okay, me too. Just just a little mock draft here and there. You guys do mock drafts? Yeah, I you participate I kinda, in those. Well, it's sort of computer generated, so it's. Let yeah, me guess, that's not cool, right, Rami? I just <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that, man. <laughs> I think Baby Tough said he did a mock draft like three months ago. What? Yeah, he was talking on the Admirals post game show, Brewers baseball post game show, about doing a mock draft in June. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I might I might read a mock draft to give me an idea of where guys might be falling to, but I'm not I'm not going to participate in any mock drafts. Yeah, this opening uh segment of the 2017 championship season. Uh we're going to talk about what you what you like and don't like these days with fantasy football. Although the game is uh, evolving just a little bit, it's in, by principle still about the same. You grab the players you think are going to succeed the most, right? I mean, really, the principle and, and the, the, the bottom line is that's what it's all about. But there are some issues that always pop up. There are some new ones that, that seemingly nobody's uh, always got it covered. We always talk about the you know selling out. And I don't know if there's really any you know plan – and, and blueprint to, to prevent it. There are some safeguards for it. In other words, uh, you know you're not going to make the playoffs, so what do you do with your favorite players? The other dude buys you a six-pack or bottle of booze no, or buys no, you no. dinner no, or things no, like no. that. There's been some safeguards put into place. The toilet bowl is one of them. Yep. Uh, there are weekly incentives, so there's some cash on the line to, to continue to put forth a, uh, you know, a, a, a dominating lineup um, – 
And then there is just the integrity of it where you just kind of put your lineup in and, and you go from there. You're always trying to win. Are you not in the Station League this year? I am not. Why not? Uh, there are several reasons. We'll get to throughout the season. <laughs> so stick around for that. And maybe one throughout of the, one the of, season? You can't tell me now? No, I can't. Why not? No, because it just just wait, wait until like week four or something like that. <laughs> B- believe me, it'll all make sense. I don't it, think will it will make sense. I don't think it will. I'm, oh. I, I'm very disappointed. Oh, I, this well, is, this is the one draft where we compete against each other. No, and it's good, and it's good for the show <clears throat> that we compete against each other in at least one league. You can get in Security Dance, and league. now you've bailed. Yeah, you can you can get into Daniel's league. That would make it three leagues for me, and I, I've made I've made the vow not to do more than two leagues anymore. I'm down to five now. Okay, good. Okay, from seven. High watermark was seven of a few years ago, so I'm down to five. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair. Yeah, that's that's a fair kind of number. That's too much, man. I, I think where I come from, that's yes, there there was a family and friend intervention, um, and I had to go <laughs> I had to go to meetings of fantasy football anonymous. And uh, but I mean that really that really is some something to look forward to, Rami. You'll you'll get a kick out of this. There are several reasons why I'm not All in the right. station league. Okay. Uh, however, um, in in tanking, the safeguards are, are are out there, and there's really nobody over the years. We've been doing this now over a decade, Rami. There's been no drop dead. Here's how you get rid of that. That's just the way it is. No, you get rid of it by playing with honorable people. And, you, and that's true. You trust and respect. We have in the one league, and I don't know if uh, I guess I've mentioned it a few times. I don't know how I can put it. The I don't know for a hole rule. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally called that. Okay. You can <laughs> if someone is disruptive, threatening, uh, not kind of having some some sort of friendly integrity. Uh, you can you can put them up on an a hole vote, and there's 16 teams in that league. If you get 10, you're a hole out of the league. <laughs> you are, and that's legitimate. It's one of the first rules that you look on the rules page that we're just not dealing with it. There's been commissioners that have been threatened, bodily harm. What? It's been, oh yeah, yeah. There was uh, remember Halfgram. We've talked about him over the years. Oh yeah, he was commissioner of of one of our leagues one year, uh-huh. and. Uh, He's a little guy, thus the name Half Graham. Oh, I mean, he's I thought it was shorter than no, shorter okay. than Stevie, <laughs> shorter than Stevie is. What? And someone literally at the draft, we used to rent a uh, a conference room at a hotel, and someone literally at the draft lifted him off his feet, and put him <laughs> over their over their head. <laughs> so we can't have that. So that, that thus that instituted the a-hole rule. So yeah, no, we, you can't have anybody picking up half gram. No. No, that's and, and, that's going too far. Or any commissioner. Right, no. Although he's the commissioner. You want to tr- take a crack at that? No, that's quite all right. <laughs> if you can bench, okay. bench 400, there he is right there. <laughs> Um, I'm pushing about 250 nowadays. I'm not quite to 400. And I think, though, that when there's scratch on the line, there is money on the line. And there was conversations uh, about a year ago of a uh, commissioner and myself, and, and he said, nobody plays this for money, Tim. You get to blah, 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 blah. Well, they kind of do. They don't at first. We don't at first. That's ah, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, right? We all just throw in our money, and then all of a sudden, everyone's happy, and we, my team's going to win it all, and this is all friendly fire, right? When you get to about week 11, though, then you start eyeballing some cash. And so we, as uh, 
as players and commissioners, we have to understand that at that point, that's when the money kicks in. It kind of does, because who doesn't eyeball a shot in the arm of four or $500? We do. So we're going to sort of push the envelope. Oh, yeah. No, I'm trying to pay student loans with this, man. There we go. Yeah. So the I here's what I recommend to, to all leagues, having been playing this since the late 80s. Please have your rules clearly spelled out as much as you can. As Have a rules advisor, a rules committee, what, whatever it might be, a rules meeting in, in which you generate and, and craft all these things. I have found that that is the best way to avoid a lot of incidents. Like Radio Joe did. Put out rules. Yeah. Throw them out there. Crystal clear. And, and we're not going to cover them all because inevitably something comes up. Something does come up that we haven't seen. The one rule that I don't like is commissioner vetoed the trade. That I don't like, especially in a keeper league. In a standard league, just standard scoring, it's one league and done. It's one year and done. I guess I can understand it a little more. But in a keeper league, as you maneuver trading, as you manipulate uh, you know, whatever keepers you may have and – that to me, I think, is a little bit overboard when a when a commissioner can say that do, that trade doesn't look right. Well, does the commissioner really delve into every little angle of each player's situation? Probably not, because he doesn't have time to do that, or she. But they don't have time to do that. So, do you like a commissioner can veto any trade? Um, I, I'd rather it go to a vote or a vote. But again, there again, full league vote. Yes. Now, that requires a little time and attention for the rest of the players to kind of delve into. I mean, it takes one league message. Hey, here's the proposed vote. Yes or no? No, but, I mean, for the for the trade to make sense, if it's a keeper league, maybe someone's maneuvering a, a, a keeper situation or a round situation for the next year, and, and all the players that are voting on this thing don't clearly see that because they don't go three levels in. That's the one thing you want to try to stay away from. At the end of the day, you might have to go. Commissioner can veto. But then he's playing God, and when does it come to the point where the vetoing of the trade doesn't actually help him? What do you mean? So uh, it, you lost me. So if the commissioner has uh, benefits by the vetoing of a trade, yeah. how do we govern that, though? Well, See, that's what I'm saying. If you can't trust your commissioner, he shouldn't be commissioner. Agreed. A hole him out. <laughs> That's right. A hole him out. Greg, have you been in a league where the commissioner just can veto any trade? I have not, but I have been in one like Rami talked about where the league has to vote and approve the trade before it goes through. Now, do you take your time to delve into the situation that each of those players in that trade are making? No. See, do you look at the rest of their lineup? Does this make sense? Does this... That's what you, is he overstacked at running back, and that's why he's getting rid of Devontae Freeman. Is he? That's the thing. It's it's that's what it comes down to here in a lot of cases. That I I agree with you on the surface. The rules committee or rules, uh, or I'm sorry, a trade committee or a trade vote uh, is sounds good on the surface. I'll, I'll look to see if this guy how the trade is being made and who's it, who's it being made between. If it's the first place guy trading with the last place guy, and the first place guy is already stacked, yep, and he's getting this guy for next to nothing, I'm gonna veto it. But if the trade, I look at the trade, and if the trade seems or looks like it's somewhat comparable and even, I'll easily say or easily approve it. Or if uh, the guy in last 
wants to acquire a player in which, and there are some various different keeper rules. You can only keep someone that's drafted after the fourth round, or you got to, there's, there's just a ton of them. Yeah. You'd have to look at that too, to say, hey, I'm acquiring a guy that this dude drafted late, and the guy I moved him, I drafted early, and I can't keep him anyway. So see what I'm saying? We have to look way into this thing. But the bottom line is, you know, we're all trying to win some money here at the end of the day. And I will admit that I am uber competitive in that regard. I think most of us are. But I don't start getting that way until about midseason. Early on in the season, ah, you know what? Whatever. So late in the season, you, you start to become an agitator? I, well, I start following the rules, but I'm going to follow them to the letter. Right. I'm not crossing over, but someone question, some would question and have questioned uh, the impetus behind it, really, the motivation is one of my leagues, I got eight, $900 on the line, close to $1,000 to win the Super Bowl. Of course, I'm going to do whatever I can to win. Now, early on here, you pay your 125 bucks to get in. It's 5 bucks a player move, and you go from there. Ah, great to see the friends over the years, and I'll buy you a shot here at, at the draft. Come week 12, 13. Uh uh-uh. uh. All that's out the window. So that's the one thing that we got to be careful on in fantasy football. All right. Auto drafting. No. No. Um, people are busy. I don't care. Then don't, then don't play fantasy football. I have more of an issue with um, the people that don't do their homework that auto draft bails them out more so than a scheduling snafu like i i have to uh i'm right in the middle of one draft when another draft is going on i have to auto draft there's no other way around it or else i'm out and i was fine with that and be out i was no i was cool with that no just be out no what's 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 even the joy what's the the pay window what's the fun in playing in a league that with a team that you didn't even draft well what does everybody say i take waiver ride in that Waiver wire wins Super Bowls. Yeah, but still, I mean, the, the base of, of your team is going to be established in the draft. Have your fun of playing fantasy football is drafting your own team. Right. Picking the sleepers that you thought are going to, you think are going to come and be studs later on in the season. In Dan's league, uh, two or three auto drafters hit the pay window. What do you mean? There were two or three, there were probably more that auto drafted, but they hit oh. the pay, they hit the money. That's BS. <laughs> okay, you got a busy schedule. Uh huh. Then don't play. Well, no, it's I'll just give you that, a perfect example. That Steve, day you Steve, had a busy Steve schedule. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer is a much busier man than he was three or four years ago, right? He's got a baby. He's got two other kids. He's got the girlfriend and Sparky fiance. Was, fiance. My bad. Sparky was in. I don't even know how many fantasy football leagues. So he whittled it down and whittled it down and whittled it down to the point that now he's not playing fantasy football, which breaks my heart. But at the same time, I understand. And he's doing those leagues that he was in justice by leaving those spots open to somebody who's going to put a little bit more thought and effort into it because they can. If you can't play, don't play. He's not in your league anymore? No. He's, he's not, not playing in at all. any league. He's done. All right. He retired from the let me, fantasy let me, game. Let me just I, – I understand your plight. I understand your comments here. Uh-huh. If he were doing things above and beyond the average normal American red-blooded male, uh-huh. I gotcha. Uh-huh. He's not. A lot of us raise children, work, 
have a girlfriend, a fiance, and a wife. <coughs> All got three. Some, got some dogs. Okay. Got some hobbies. Keep those dogs on leash. Yet still find way to play a little fantasy football. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so I if guess. he had another job teaching down to high school, but that's his prerogative. I, I, that's his ab- prerogative. Absolutely, it is. It is. And it, he, it, and he felt like he wasn't going to give the time necessary to those leagues, so he bailed. Which fine, great. Somebody but, else will <clears> fill those holes. There's always somebody willing to fill a fantasy I, I, football I, hole. Yeah, I I get you. And but I, you know, I don't want to uh, say what uh, what itch Steve Sparky Pfeiffer has but the the scratch of fantasy football he'll be back he quit one other time too yeah I know did you know that yeah I know and it was woman involved I know I quit all my leads I'm all done you don't have to put all his business out there well okay okay. (laughs) that's true Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We will get hey. into the nuts and bolts of fantasy football, and the players will go by position. Real quick before we break, I know you're leading up to the break. I want to thank Cody Grant from the Morning Show. Mm-hmm. He just tweeted out, "Man, I wish I worked on the Big Show with Sparky Radio, Gary Ellerson, Rami is tweeting, and Leap Thirty Six. So much more fun than at Chuck Freeman and at Wing Stinks. Thank you, Cody. What? I, yeah, I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you so much, man." Oh, he did. Yeah, yes. Real, okay. Gotcha. Real, real nice of you, Cody. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That's awesome. I've only worked with Cody a couple times. Apparently, I made some sort of impression on the young man. I, yeah, that's that's wild. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Have you uh, gotten a draft in already? If you want us to grade your team, we'll be happy to do that and dissect uh, where you're at uh, with regards to heading into the season. A couple of weeks from today, we're going to be firing things up. Actually, less. It's a week from Thursday that the uh, Patriots and Chiefs go at it. Is that it? Yes, that's, sir. That's opening night. That's a week from this Thursday. Big Bears game today. Rookies. How much investment do you put into rookies? There's a few on the board that I think you should lean toward, and there's a couple that you want to turn tail and run away from. 799-1250. First edition this year of 2017's Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Tim and Rami have been playing fantasy football for literally decades. Now everything comes down to one. And they know exactly what it takes to win. Embrace the opportunity. This is Fantasy Football Weekly. This is an important game. Presented by Dave and Busters and Wauwatosa on the fan. Play with your heart. Here we are, Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa. Can we just skip and just say kickoff of the 2017 championship season is at noon today yeah bears <laughs> titans wouldn't that be nice trubisky wouldn't no but wouldn't that wouldn't that be nice if we could just like skip over it'll get here soon enough tim allen rami makloff uh, greg janik security dan in for another year uh making an appointment that you meet us here each and every sunday morning at 10 we're going to get you everything you need to know to win in fantasy football. Now our uh, accuracy rate is pretty good. Uh, I know so, there's uh, there's some other shows out there. I guess Satellite has a couple of fantasy shows. There might be a few sporadic fantasy shows uh, throughout the country, but none of them actually uh, tabulate the success rate of the choices we make for you guys. We do, and it's uh, over 75%. So we have some degree of accuracy here. Uh, and we've been doing this a long time. Not that we're gonna be. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna miss some. Oh yeah, that's for sure. We'll whiff badly on some. When Richard Rodgers has more fantasy tight end points than Rob Gronkowski, we're gonna miss that. We, we might miss yeah. that one. So, 
Uh, we're going to get to some rookies here in a little bit. And uh, also, if you want to jump in here, if you've made a, a draft already and want that graded, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Also, as the game evolves a little bit here, uh, likes and dislikes about fantasy football. I think it's really sort of, Rami, guys, I think it's sort of leveled off here as to we we kind of know what to expect now. On a given year, we're going to have the knucklehead. Right. We're going to have the quitters. Mm-hmm. Right? The, mm-hmm. Just doesn't call in a lineup. We're going to have the rookies that have exceptional rookie luck. These are all things we've come to know. Sometimes not love about this game. But we, we would accept all those. I think it's starting to level off. We're seeing a few little nuance changes here. Uh, there's leagues that have a point per completion or a uh, half a point per completion. So the scoring system is can be a little bit funky. I don't know what standard scoring means anymore. And most of them are saying, uh, if you're in a PPR, a point per reception. I think PPR has become standard for most. I think so. Most leagues. I think so. Uh, a point for every ten yards rushing and receiving. What a point for every twenty-five yards passing. Six points a touchdown rushing and receiving. Four points passing. The one thing I don't get is safety. Should be far more than two points, don't you think? No, I think that's about right. Why would it be more than two? Because it's so rare. Yeah, but I always say for fan- a team defense. Yeah. yeah. I always say fantasy should, it should, the best it can measure the value of a football player or a football play in a real football game. You know what I mean? And two point, a safety gets a defense and a team as a whole two points. So I don't see why it would get your fantasy team anything more. I agree. See, we do individual. It's so rare. That's all I'm thinking. We do individual defensive players. IDP, yeah. In a couple of my leagues and you get two points for the safety. But you also get points for that sack as well. For, this, for the sack. So right. it did, and essentially it is more points. Uh, so there are a, a few little nuances, but just log on uh, for those listeners that just want to check things out and just get a get a barometer on this, is that if typically log on to ESPN.com, NFL.com, the Yahoo leagues, CBS leagues, all, all the leagues out there. Typically, uh, I think Rami's right. I think the PPR has, has started to take over as, as the standard scoring, along with you know, what we just talked about. Um, have you seen anybody cheat ever? Yeah, I did. I, I mean. When Mike Wickett was selling guys for. Okay, that, that part of double it. double stack at Wendy's. The, the, <laughs> the, the selling off of players. Okay, yeah, I get that's that. cheating. That's flat out cheating. Um, administra- administrative rights for the commissioner. I think there's a lot of trust in that. Every, everything. Everything is time-stamped, so be on the lookout for that. I mean, if you're in a league that you don't trust the commissioner, then maybe you ought to, you ought to head the other direction. How about this, Rami? Is this cheating? The two members of the Super Bowl that are in the Super Bowl, say the winner gets 300, the loser gets 100, uh-huh. and those two individuals hooking up to do two and two and just play for nothing, just split the money, 200 bucks a piece? I mean... I don't, I don't like it, but at that point, I'm out anyway, so go ahead. That's your money, dude. Okay. If you'd rather just split it than take your chances and try and win 300. I've, I've done that. Go ahead. I've, I've done split, so, chop the pot. That's a loser mentality is what no, it looks like to no, me. It is. No, it's fiscally sure. responsible Enjoy. is what it is. Right. 
No, it's making sure you get some coin back. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're going to get coin back regardless because you're in the finals. Yeah, but only 100 bucks. How much did you pay to get in? Well, like 50. The there he I, goes. You're making a profit. The way I look at it is well, I'm going no, to win. I'm going to win. I, 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 so I'm losing $100. <laughs> By I, making this agreement with you, Tim, I'm, you gut, always talk about I'm the lose, gonna win. You always talk about the loser mentality <laughs> in this true. city, and then you that's, go and say something like that. That's that's true. <laughs> Seven nine nine twelve fifty as uh, Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa hits the air. It's show number one of the 2017 championship season. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Greg. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I've done that a few times, not just once. I just like guaranteed money. You made it to the finals. You're guaranteed money. Have confidence no, in your team. No, but it's guaranteed more money because Fred Taylor fumbles a ball in, in 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 a game late in the season, and someone's defense scoops it up and runs for a touchdown. See, I could have cut a deal and not been reliant on Freddie Taylor years ago. See? No, I don't see. I want money. It's a loser mentality. I want all this money no goes. No, it. all this money can disappear. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Shane in West Dallas. Shane, you're on Fantasy Football Weekly. What's happening? How's it going? Good. So yeah, I just kind of want to get a, a a judgment on my team here. I can't. You look anywhere online and try to plug it in and get a feel for it, and everything costs money to look at it. Well, we're free. Okay. We are 100% free. Yeah. All right. First of all, tell us how many people in your league. There's okay. They do it kind of strange. It's uh, it's a 24 person league. Ooh. But there's two separate drafts of 12 teams. Okay. Somehow they play each other at the end. It's my first year in this one. Oh, I like that. That's cool. So you have to yeah. win your side. You have to win your 12. Then you go to the big marbles and play the other side. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting. And then their scoring is a little different, too. They do uh, six points for passing, touchdowns. They do uh, .1 points per uh, carry and .2 points for completion. Per, per completion, yep. yep. A little bit different, but. Okay, so what what are we at here? Where where'd you draft? I was 10. Okay. So I had the wraparound. I got... Uh, I got LaShawn McCoy at 10, which was which was good. I was happy about that. It's... And then I went running back, Melvin Gordon. And then I went uh, wide receiver, Terrell, Terrell Pryor Sr., Travis Kelsey, Allen Robinson, Tyrell Williams, Brandon Marshall, Broncos D., Dan Bailey, and Russell Wilson. Okay, let's, let's back up to those receivers there. Terrell yeah. Pryor. Um, right. sw- switching teams. He's now in Washington. Mm-hmm. Right. And he yeah. came off a good year, a far better year than you would have thought in Cleveland. Um, but I'm a little leery on that change. Although I I do like that Kirk Cousins offense, and some people say it's going to take a step back. Yeah, maybe it does, but it's still going to be pretty potent. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. The, and the it other, looks like he's looking at Pryor quite a bit this preseason. So. And there's there's another. Read the re- wide receivers then again. And then I got Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. People got burned by that dude last year. Yeah, they did. They I got burned. I did. <laughs> yeah, they got burned big time by Allen Robinson. Does he bounce back? Bortles can't get out of his own way. It looks, well, they've already announced he's going to start week one. 
So at least you do have that from a couple of years ago. At least the chemistry, there's not another quarterback in there. That's risky. Uh, Marshall? Yeah. I think Sterling Shepard is better than him. Honestly. I don't know if there's... Yeah, okay. So I'm okay there just in case he does happen to step up. Maybe he's a red zone target and you can bail out that way. I think you're set on uh, running backs for sure. With uh, McCoy and and Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon could have an even a better season than he had last year. Okay. And who's your quarterback? Russell Wilson. And Love Andy it. Dalton. Like it. Well, I don't know about the Dalton thing, but I do like <laughs> Russell Wilson. Not bad. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a B on this. All right. I'll when, take that. Let me ask you this, Shane. When which site is this on? Because a lot of times the site itself will grade. Uh, I believe it's ESPN, but we did it at a we did it at a restaurant, so they didn't enter it in yet. Okay, so we got you as a as a I'm going to say a B minus, just a little bit, a little bit light. Once your commissioner enters in the picks, you should get a grade. You will get a grade, yeah, on ESPN. All right, I'll see how uh, accurate it is. How much? How much was it to get in? Sixty. And what's the payoff? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they pay out yet. Well, the commissioner will shave a couple hundred bucks off, and the rest goes to you guys. (laughs) All right, Shane, take it easy. Do you think a commissioner should get something for his troubles? I do. I've always said that. Like what, free league entry? entry. Yep, he should be. It should be free entry for him. He's the one that's got to deal with all us knuckleheads. Right. I think that's worth money. Especially guys like you. We're Especially nit- nitpick at everything. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, I don't nitpick on every league, yeah. but my main one. Uh-huh. Oh, I definitely do. There's way too much on the line there. You've nitpicked in every league that you played with, with me. Not so much on the station one. A little bit. What did I do? I don't remember exactly, but I remember you causing drama in, <laughs> in the station league in the past. I caught no. I just uh, sat back and lost. I- <laughs> that's all i did in that league and that may be what it twice just what delivery uh will be had in week four when i tell you why i'm out of that league that's coming up during week four so you want to maybe earmark that date circle of trust is that when you're in vegas Ooh, yeah i don't know it depends on the brewers how far they go in the playoffs determines my vegas trip seven nine nine twelve fifty no comment over there, Rami? Why would I comment? Okay. okay. <laughs> 799-1250. You can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. If you want us to grade your team, we'll be brutally honest with you. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Do you want to be in the circle? Adam Burnett invites you in. Time now for the circle of trust. Who can you trust with this much on the line? We got you covered. Let's dig way deep for a sleeper that matters. The Circle of Trust on Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Busters on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, it is that time of year, fantasy football time. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa. My name is Tim Allen, Rami Makloff. We're hooked up for now the uh, 11th year, I believe. I want to say 11th. Is that right? I'll take your word for it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was 11 last year. Isn't it 12? Um, well, the station's been around since 2005. Yeah, one they year launched... before the post. It's one year younger than the post. I, I want to say we started in 2007. 
So that would make this yep. our 11th 11, season. 11 years. Yeah. Greg Janik is here. Security Dan is uh, aboard with us this year again. And we'll get to our circle of trust here in just a second. But Chris wanted us to grade out his team. Chris, uh, welcome aboard. What's happening? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? More Great. important how you are. Um, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good. We'll see. Well, let's see find out. Goes. Okay. Uh, um, my one team I'd like a grade on. Uh, I drafted uh, – I got Matt Ryan for – Well, how many, how many players in the league? And... I'm sorry. Um, there are – it's a 10-team league, uh, standard uh, scoring. Okay. Very good. Um, let's see. So I got uh, for my quarterback, Matt Ryan, uh, wide receivers. I got T.Y. Hilton, Alshon Jeffries. Uh, I drafted Edelman. He got injured. I was able to pick up Chris Hogan. Um, I got Le'Veon Belf running back, Mark Ingram for my second. Tight end is Delaney Walker. Kickers, Matt Bryan. Defense is Atlanta. Yeah, I like that team. That's a really good team. Yeah, that is a like good a team. Solid B, plus, if I, not an A. I do have. Um... Yeah, that Edelman, that really hurts you. Yeah. Hogan will be all right. <laughs> yeah, he will be. You know, it's funny about that New England Patriot team, and, and maybe for a different conversation, but, you know, everyone wondered the rich get richer and you make a trade for Brandon Cooks, who I think was underutilized in, in New Orleans. Um, but this is why. I mean, the, the, an organization like that is going to buy insurance policies. It was. Uh, it's just that simple. Now I'm not saying that Edelman, it, you know, isn't a big hit for them. But Hogan, if you looked at what he did down the stretch last year and in the playoffs, whew, he was outstanding. So I, th- I think you're all right there. I like your team. Um, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Yeah, that's wow. what I said, okay. B+, plus, awesome. A-. minus. I think you did well. You did well for yourself. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. How, how, much in, how much to get in that league? It was just an online free one. I don't, I don't get too – too crazy with oh no <laughs> you you win from within go out and win that super bowl <laughs> all right chris thanks all right real quick before we get to adam breaking news chief starting running back spencer Ware is out for the year oh, with man. a torn pcl That's so most that, people thought that, when the injury first happened. that hurts you timmy because your sleeper was kareem hunt my biggest sleeper and i thought it was flying under the radar for a little while there some people were starting to catch on to kareem hunt running back for the kansas city chiefs so I thought his stock would drop just a little bit, enough to make it worthwhile for me to go out and, and get him and, and maybe reach a little bit on him, thinking that there was going to be a payoff. Cat's out of the bag now. Now there's going to be all sorts of information out there uh, with with uh, Spencer Ware going down. That's that's a big hit for at least someone that was eyeballing Kareem if I'm, Hunt. If I'm a running back, there's no way, if I have any choice whatsoever, that I'm going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. You, every oh, si- every single Chiefs running back gets hurt. Going all going years and years back. It started with Priest Holmes. But the reason I yeah, that's true. But, but it was but, always next man up mentality because Larry Johnson stepped in and crushed it that year yes, when Priest Holmes did. got hurt. True. And then Jamal Charles takes over and just crushes it. And you had a little spurt there with Niall Davis. You had a little spurt there with Sharkandrick West. At least as of late under Andy Reid, go look at his history of feature backs. That's why I like Kareem Hunt. And now, <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like they can just plug and play. Now his stock is. But I'm just saying, if yeah. I'm a running back, no, thank you. Circle of trust, a guy that. Real uh, quick, I don't know what's going on with Cody Grant this morning. He already tweeted that he wanted to work on the Wendy's Big Show rather than the Chuck and Winkler Show. Okay. And now he just tweeted, "I'd also love to work on that Bill Michaels Show. Such a good show, and Radio Joe Sports is hilarious. Also, who wouldn't want to be statewide? 
That's look at what's Cody. Up, what's up with Cody? He wants. They, it seems like he wants to be anywhere but the morning show. Boy, they've got some uh, issues tomorrow yeah. morning. I don't know what's going on here. Chuck and Bart are going to put him uh, through some hazing or something really? tomorrow. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want us to grade out your team, if you've been in a draft already, also what position are you drafting? Sometimes the draft order is out there way ahead of time, so you can kind of prepare. Uh, we'll steer you in uh, a direction in which we feel you should go to. Say you got the fifth pick, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, bring aboard on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, uh, Adam Burnett, Circle of Trust, the guy that features in his areas uh, of expertise are sort of the sleepers. And, and you know, anyone can say, well, I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell. That's, That's stepping out. yesterday. Which is, <laughs> which is what you did. Let's get a little bit deeper. First of all, that breaking news of uh, Spencer Ware. How high now is the stock of a Kareem Hunt? I would say at least four to five rounds earlier than what you were what you were thinking to take him. If you were if you were trying to grab him as a late sleeper because you thought at some point he'd take the job, I I feel that if you really like a player, go up and grab him. Doesn't matter what round it is or if it's too early. You'd rather have your guy explode on your roster then have it go on someone else's roster because you were too afraid to go up and get him. Yeah, one of those situations, guys, we've all been in that situation that say, okay, he's dropping. He's, he's still there. There's there's the line. He's still there. So what you're saying is don't don't get in that situation. Just take him. Take him, take him wherever you want to take him. Because it, after the season, it doesn't really matter where you took a player just as long as he's on your roster. People were criticizing me yesterday because I took Aaron Rodgers in the second round. If Aaron Rodgers crushes people this year like I expect him to do. Well, he crushed those, people last year, too, yeah. did he not? He did, but those people chirping about it, that, that doesn't matter. You have to go up and get your players if you want them. So you took Le'Veon Bell and then backed that up with Rodgers? Absolutely. Who's your one receiver then, number one? Uh, what I did is I I went with Fournette, Jordan Reed, I have Larry Fitzgerald, Eric Decker, Pierre Garcon, Chris Hogan, Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I think you're light. I think you're light on receiver then. I think you paid a little bit of a price at receiver. I got a B plus on my Yahoo draft. Not bad. Not bad. Pierre Garcon, uh, just so, so folks understand, he's over there in San Francisco now. But if you look at Shanahan and the way he operates, he does feature a receiver. Yeah, no I doubt think, about it. I think Garcon's going to do huge for San Francisco because I think you're going to get a lot of garbage time stats. Yeah, and that's I what I feel of of uh, Corey Coleman in Cleveland. I think you get garbage time with him. Yep, the other garbage time guy that I went after was Robbie Anderson of the Jets. They're going to be really bad this year, and they're going to have to throw to somebody. Um, the other Jets garbage time player that I like is Austin Safarian Jenkins when he comes off suspension, the tight end. Yeah, we'll talk more after the break. We're right up against the break here, but uh, can you hold on for us, Adam? Are you at work? I'm actually at a draft right now, but I can I can I can pause the draft a little bit. <laughs> yeah, tell them to hang on. They hate us right now. No, they're they're okay. They're they're not happy that I took Fournette in the second round, but it is what it is. Uh, is this a drinking thing? Uh, some people are. I'm not. Right. How do you like that? Well, I have, to, I have a commitment to Fall Guys Stuntman Association. I can't go out and get loaded as I put my team together. Well, that's true. 
799-1250 if you want us to grade out your team. If you've already been through a draft, we'll go over by position in the next hour, but we'll continue our conversation with Adam Burnett. He is uh, spearheading the campaign of Circle of Trust on this show and has been for quite quite a few years. He uh, specializes in the names that uh, are not the uh, automatics, and we'll get to those next here on The Fan. Tim and Rami have been playing fantasy football for literally decades. Now everything comes down to one. And they know exactly what it takes to win. Embrace the opportunity. This is Fantasy Football Weekly. This is an important game. Presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa on the fan. You know, folks uh, that have played fantasy football for many, many years would have to say in a lot of cases, Rami Makhlouf, that you and I, boy, what a great job. You get to get on the air every Sunday morning, 10 to noon, and talk fantasy football. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. We're not going to argue it's with It's pretty you. fun. It's fantasy football There weekly. aren't many things I want to get up early on a Sunday morning for. <laughs> this is one of them. We're presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. Eat, drink, play, and watch sports. Greg Janik, Security Dan, along with us. And you guys at 799-1250. My drafts here are bunched up all in the next week. Wednesday night, Saturday, there are there's one in the afternoon. Sunday, there's three of them. So I knock them all down from Wednesday through Sunday. When do you have yours? I have one. Uh, well, we have the station draft. Uh, do we have a date yet for the station draft? Anybody know? Did Radio Joe send that out? I'm not sure when either of my drafts is. I'm going to be honest with you. You, you don't know. The I wasn't le- privy to the station league, so I don't know. The, the big league draft that I'm in um, is going to be over Labor Day weekend. We're just trying to yeah. figure out which day it's going to be. Get everybody's schedules. But you know what? I, I, I And I, I sort of pushed for this this year was uh, n- nobody on the phone. Nobody will be on the phone for this draft. And no more of this manual draft nonsense because you were in that league for one year, Tim. The auto draft, it's, you're saying? No, it's eight. It's eighteen team or it's eighteen rounds and ten teams in this particular draft, and it takes forever. It, it, yes, yes. And especially, and every time there's somebody who can't attend the draft and they're on the phone, it takes even longer yep. to get their pick. And then because it's of all right, the, catch me up here, and right? Then you're exactly. holding the phone up, and you're saying, "Okay." Then it so, was. Didn't you have a guy fall asleep Nelson, last year? Then it yeah. Was, yeah, we did have a guy fall asleep <laughs> last year. So because it's 2017, I said, can we just do an online draft? Even if we get all 10 guys in the room, which we won't because like- we're adults and we have our own schedules. Can we do an online draft so we don't have to deal with this phone nonsense? You like a pe- time limit? People going past the clock? Yes, because the, the online draft forces you to pick within a certain amount Absolutely. of time. Me so too. I'm hoping that this makes things go faster. 799-1250 if you want us to grade out your team. Or if you had just had a question uh, of fantasy football, we had someone contact us that wanted to know when to take Ezekiel Elliott. Good question. We'll get to that in just a bit. We'll continue our conversation with uh, Circle of Trust and uh, Adam Burnett. Adam, all right, now let's let's dig in a little bit, uh, little bit deeper here. Who are you suggesting here? Um, in a manner of speaking, the circle of trust. Now, I know we go a little bit deeper week by week throughout the season, but going into the draft now, who should people kind of keep in their hip pocket here? I think if you're going to wait on quarterbacks, uh, I think Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston are going to provide good value for you this year. Um, I think Carson Wentz will, will also take a step forward if you're looking to wait on quarterbacks. Running backs, I really like Rob Kelly of the Redskins. Uh, I know Samaj P. Ryan was drafted, and the thought was he would take that job at some point. 
Ryan hasn't had a real good camp, isn't very good in pass protection, has fumbled. Kelly's a first and second down back. He's not going to get a lot of receptions with Chris Thompson taking the third down work, but Kelly is a guy that middle rounds will provide you real good value. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I yeah, I got to disagree on that one. I, th- I think he's a flash in the pan, man. I, I do. I'm not a big fan of Rob Kelly. Fat Robert, what about you guys? He's all right. He doesn't jump off the page at me if he's for all the reasons he just said would be the reason i'd stay away from him what how so chris thompson being the third down guy right you know and then the rookie crawling up his tail although like he said didn't have a uh, a great camp but uh it's not perrine it's pirine yeah it's pirine yeah no he's right okay so that's the thing we're all gonna have to get used to the pronunciations here um and there are more and we'll find those out next hour as i we go down the list here but Okay, so we disagree there on your circle of trust, or at least um, I do. Another running running back tandem that I like, Mike Gillisley of the Patriots and Rex Burkhead of the Patriots. Um, when the Patriots spend money, they typically get a real good player that helps them. Now, the trade for Coney Ely completely blew up in their face. He wasn't able to play in the Rob Ninkovich role. But for the most part, the Patriots do really well in free agency. In fact, they sign those two running backs. I think both those guys will provide value for owners. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm going to agree with you there. You just don't know which one, though. I think one of them will absolutely d- do well. James White, he's back in that uh, mix as well, so you got to be careful there. Um, wide receivers that I really like, I think Chris Hogan's going to do really well in that offense. He did really well in the playoffs last year with Julian Edelman out. I think he'll help open up stuff for Gronkowski and Cooks. I think with the way Brady throws the ball around, I think Hogan as a wide receiver three will provide you good value. I have him as a top 30 receiver this year. I agree. I think he I think he might put up numbers that could justify being a number two. Be there, still get some work. Gates really only plays on third downs. Henry last year, I think if he would have had the job alone, would have had 10 touchdowns. I think he's a really special talent. And I think he's going to provide really good value for fantasy owners. I spent an early pick yesterday on Jordan Reed. I've always liked Jordan Reed, but Jordan Reed's questionable every week. So I got myself some insurance with Hunter Henry. Wow, late that's yesterday. pretty good. You got it. You got them both. That is good. I I really like Hunter Henry as well. I I like that passing offense. Period. I just like that offense. I agree for the Chargers. Yep. I'm always looking at at different coordinator changes. If players are on a decline, if players are on the upswing, I would rather take a mid-round pick on Hunter Henry and gamble on him than going after some known commodities like Jason Witten. I think Hunter Henry will far surpass Jason Witten this year. He probably did to a certain extent last year, but I'm always looking for guys that I think are on the uptick instead sure. of veterans that have a, are, have a baseline better on a decline. All right, you got a defense kicker and an IDP. Uh, defense, I picked the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I picked them because I thought that, you know, playing against Mike Glenn in week one is going to be pinball points. Um, I really like that matchup mm-hmm. for week one. And I think with the young talent the Falcons defense has, they played well in the playoffs last year, minus the second half of the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of team speed there. I think they can do some damage. I also like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. I think they're going to do really well this year. I think the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs, and I think the Titans are going to make the playoffs as well. I think the Colts are going to be terrible, and I would have tried to avoid all the Colts if I could. The only Colt that I would really get is if I could 
weight and Andrew Luck was a late value for me, I would grab him. But with his shoulder being a problem, I would hate to spend a mid-round pick on him and have him miss some games. All right, very good. Uh, kicker, I haven't even studied kickers yet. That'll be something I'll look at later. IDP, I really like Miles Jack of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be a very special player this year. Very good. Good luck. We will talk again next week. Back with us again, it's the uh, Circle of Trust and Adam Burnett. Adam, thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right, there he is, Adam Burnett on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. When you're ready to get into or back into the housing market, look no further than Great Midwest Bank. Visit greatmidwestbank.com to take the next step towards your new home. Where do you draft Zeke? How far does he fall? We'll explain uh, what we would do after the break Young Cody Grant, real quick, is just on a roll this morning. On Twitter? Yeah, seems like he'd rather be anywhere than where he is. First, about 47 (laughs) minutes ago, he tweeted, Man, I wish I worked on that big show with Sparky Radio, Gary Ellerson, Rami is tweeting, and Leap 36. So much more fun then Chuck Freeman, and at Wink Stinks. Wow. Then 16 minutes ago, he said, I'd also love to work on that Bill Michaels show. Such a good show, and Radio Joe Sports is hilarious. Also, who wouldn't want to be statewide? Then about five minutes ago, Cody Grant tweeting, <laughs> I'd love a chance to work on that baseball postgame show, too. Tim Allen Rance is such a great dude, and nobody, all capital letters, has better takes on the Brewers. Is this a hate on Chuck and Winkler? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this dude, man. What's (laughs) next? All right. (laughs) If you you want us to grade out your team, 799-1250, if you've already been through a draft, maybe you can give us a little uh, pointer or two. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. It's the first edition of the 2017 championship season here on The Fan. Welcome, fantasy football players. The season is getting super close. Bring it up. And it's time to get you ready to win. Let's go, man. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa. The fan delivers every Sunday morning, 10 to noon, with up-to-the-minute injury news, analysis, weather forecasts, and expert opinion to help you win. Now, here are Tim Allen and Rami Makloff with Fantasy Football Weekly on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening live to the Fantasy Football Weekly Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Greg Janik here with Timmy Allen and Rami Makloff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on? It's uh, that time of year again, and we have fantasy football on our minds. We also have Brewers baseball on our minds, Packers football on our minds. So a lot of moving parts here. Last night was a little bit of a sports overload night, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Weather McGregor. Yeah. What'd you think of that fight? That was a much better fight than I was even expecting. Really? And I was giving Conor McGregor more of a chance than most people were. One of our guys here had uh, ten dollars. I know it's only ten bucks, but ten bucks on McGregor to win twelve round decision. Okay. So he was sort of in the ballpark. I know it was eh, that. Now you look back on it and you say, well, you gave away ten bucks. The payout on that was $410, 40 to 1. Ooh. 
So I think it was worth throwing a 10 spot out yeah, there. Yeah, why not? They yeah. said last night that in the hour leading up to the Mayweather-McGregor fight, there's more bets on McGregor in that hour than there was on Mayweather the previous 42 days combined. Oh. Well, you figured everybody and their mother is going to throw $5 on because the odds are yep. 40 to 1. Yep. You yep. Know, throw and- $10 down, and McGregor's plus 700. You throw $10 down, you win 70. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, I not I know nothing about that sport. They I, talked to Rodgers after the Packers game last night, and he was not impressed with the fight. He didn't take the podium for the post-game press conference because he was watching the fight. He was? Yeah, and they asked him about nice. it, and this was his thoughts. Not too exciting. A lot of people paid for that, myself included. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you can afford it, maybe. What was he expecting? How could anybody be disappointed with the product that they got last night in that fight? Yeah. I had a great time at Dave & Buster's. Oh, That's where you man. watched yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I was in the uh, the private viewing room. They had t- the, the first private viewing VIP. room overflowed, so they had to open a second private viewing room, and they had the spread out with all the appetizers, and your drinks were included if you bought the package, and nice. they ended up on big screens. That place, I've never seen Dave & Buster's more full... Tim, there were people sitting on top of game machines. Nice. And setting up, like, picnics on the floor in the gaming area. Now, so how could... does this work here? Now, is there going to be another one, a rematch? Well, I mean, Mayweather what... says he's done, but he's said that four times before. So Okay. We shall see. All depends on the payday. And will McGregor stay in boxing now? Yeah. He whether, it's McGre- whether it's Mayweather or somebody else, will McGregor stay in boxing? He announced after the fight that he was going to continue his UFC career. Yeah. He said he's not done in the UFC. But he they, asked he's him, go back. they asked him about boxing, and he said, who knows? He said, we'll, we'll see. We take it one, one thing at a time. I just think it's kind of funny. And, uh, you know, I'm just here to point these things out, that everyone's up in arms over baseball and concussion, obviously football and concussion. Heck, they want to rule out headers and soccer because of concussions. Yet that sport? Because everybody knew. Mm. Everybody goes into that sport knowing – you're going to get your brains beat all, in. All the risks involved. The The issue with the NFL has been that it, it was it was covered up for a long time. What dangers these guys and your children were facing when playing that sport. If you didn't know that people's brains were being affected by stepping into a, the octagon in the UFC or stepping into the ring in boxing, well, then you just haven't been paying attention to any yeah. medical advice yeah, or no, knowledge that we have at our fingertips. Well, if you didn't know that about years. football either. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I agree with years, you on football. Yeah. You know you're going to get... But everybody thought, oh, they're wearing helmets, blah, blah, blah. They're protected. And I think the worst that you worried about uh, decades, throughout the decades in football, was the um, uh, paralyzing injuries. Right. Spine and back and, right. and things like that. But you didn't... You're, you're right. I, I agree with you there. But this, it just seems, <laughs> it seems a little crazy that... It put two guys in, and the, the art of the whole sport is to beat the guy's head to a concussion. Right. Really. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So you got to TKO this thing and yank the guy out. I don't know. It's just weird. But, hey, whatever. It's entertainment, right? Exactly. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. you're willing back. to be concussed, to entertain me. A lot of money on the and, line. And you know all the dangers involved. Please, Ooh. have at it. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. Tim Allen, Rami Makloff, Greg Janik, Security Dan, in and set for another season of Fantasy Fun here. Sundays, 10 to noon. I'd tell your friends or keep it a secret between you and I. All right, uh, let's uh, grade out some teams here. If you've already been through a draft, 
If you uh, have any other questions, uh, feel free to uh, jump in here, 799-1250 to McGuanago. We say hello to Nick. Nick, you're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Hey, sure. I got a question. Our draft's not till next week. 12-team PPR. We keep our – we have two keepers. They get to keep their round value from the previous year. My two keepers are originally going to be Diggs with ninth round value and Ware with a seventh round, but Ware's now out. So I'm in a conundrum where I have to keep Devontae Parker, who I picked up on free agency, with a sixth-round value that he'll keep, and same with Amir Abdullah. Who would you keep? I would go with the Parker. I've been a fan of his since uh, he was a rookie, and it just through injuries, uh, not only to himself, but quarterback issues, and then he gets J.H.I. that just beasted up, and and it took a, a few things away. Rami, Jay Cutler to Devontae Parker. I think that could be a combination of success. Yeah, we were talking with Tom Kesnick, and you'll hear the godfather of fantasy football again every every Friday at 4 o'clock on the Wendy's Big Show, and he's he's a big fan as well of that combination. More so Parker than, than, than Cutler himself, but the thing about Cutler that Tom pointed out was that he has a history throughout his career of looking for that large wide receiver yeah. When he has the opportunity, Brandon Marshall twice, Alshon Jeffrey, yep. and now he has Devontae Parker. So you would think there's going to be a lot of targets going Parker's way this year, and he can do something with it when the ball comes his yeah, way. I like Parker, Nick. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, you got it. We'll talk throughout the season. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, as uh, we'll grade your team out if you've been through a draft already. All right, Ezekiel Elliott. What I'm reading, what I'm seeing in the mock drafts, and he's going as low as people are just hes- hesitating on taking him, the facing the six-game suspension, down toward the fifth and sixth round. Yeah. If I'm, I have a shot at Ezekiel Elliott in the fourth, maybe even the third round. I agree. I might, I might snag him. I agree. Now he's got the appeals hearing on Tuesday. And handcuff him with Alfred Morris, who you can probably get later in the draft. So you ha- you're covered for the first... However many weeks it is that Elliott is suspended, and you would think the way that the history of NFL suspensions has been, it'll get reduced to three or four games once the appeals process is I'm over. thinking the same thing. However, they seem to be playing hard line on this, Rami, that uh, the NFL says, no, we're not going to bring in the alleged victim. Zeke and his side of things want to bring in her. They also want the investigation notes that the NFL has so they can pick those apart? I think they've had access to those. The NFL put out a release saying, we've provided you with all the evidence that we have against you and offered you the opportunity to meet with okay. NFL officials throughout the investigation process. And, the, and they turned it down, but now they want, now to, they raise, want, it. Now they want to raise yep. the stink. And so the appeals hearing is going to be Tuesday. Let's say it just gets uh, down to one. I don't know if, if it's a slam dunk that this will get reduced. However... You got six weeks. Most fantasy playoffs start what, 12, 13 range? Yeah. I think I like that beast power down the stretch here with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Sure. How many times have you failed? We've all failed on third and fourth round picks. Every single one of us listening right now, longtime players of fantasy football, have failed, yet still made the playoffs. Okay, let's say you fail again this year, only this time. Down the stretch for half a season or more, you get Zeke. I would take that chance. 
Now, let's say you get Le'Veon Bell. Let's say you get Aaron Rodgers. There's your one-two. Why wouldn't you go Zeke then and just play the round robin off the waiver wire and the rest of the draft with your wide receivers? Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I wouldn't if again if he gets if he gets to me in either of my two drafts in the third or fourth round, I would probably snag him up. You too, Greg? Definitely, definitely, because you're losing him for possibly the first six games, but then you have him for your tail run. And as Rami said, if you pick up Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden, I don't know where who's the backup in Dallas right now. It looks, uh, like, looks like it's work. gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be McFadden. It looks like. So if you pick McFadden up and you have that buffer for the first four to six weeks, however many games he gets suspended, you now have a stud that can carry you to a first title rounder. that you got in the fourth round. Yeah, maybe a top five pick down the stretch here. So and don't especially sleep if it's on a keeper it. league. Yeah, don't don't sleep on it. You'll you'll be all right with Zeke. It's it may be painful. You just need to tread water here through the suspension range. The one thing that it will affect, I think it's going to affect Dak Prescott uh, because you know, that took the uh, pressure off Prescott having Zeke and a pound kind of mentality in Dallas, and yet he could still flare it up there. He, he could, and he could still put up numbers. But now it's all on him, seemingly, and I think Dak has an opportunity to have a sophomore slump. I do, because of this. Instead, if Zeke was in there from day one, you could continue to ease the progression of Dak Prescott, and the pressure wouldn't be on him at all. Right. So I'd be very leery, and we'll get to quarterbacks right now uh, as uh, Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa, continues. Quarterback rankings here that I've got here, and they're within a, a slot or two. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. You can't go wrong with any one of them. As long as Drew Drew Brees is upright, that's the way that's what he does. But at at some point, and I you, agree, usually the drop off is sudden. Drew Brees is getting up there in years. I'm not afraid of the chance now. You're not there yet. I'm not there no. yet. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I, I mean, I guess that also applies to Tom Brady, and he's shown he's also shown no signs of slowing down just yet. So you're you're probably right. And what's what's interesting here is Russell Wilson then comes in at four on this list. He's right. Like a top well considering it'll it'll swivel here depending on what list you're looking at. Anywhere between you know five, four, five, six, seven, eight range for Russell Wilson. It doesn't seem like that for Wilson, but he is a viable and fantasy quarterback. He gets you the points with the legs. Yeah. You gotta, you know, I gotta factor in that in too. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, all in the top ten. Now people are leery on Kirk Cousins. I'm not. I'm a big fan. Where's Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> then Mariota and Winston, Cam Newton. I think Jameis Winston could be the guy who all above Derek Carr. Uh, uh, no, I disagree with that. But I think Jameis Winston might might be the guy who vaults himself into a top five QB this year. Winston? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it. Phillip Rivers, Matt Stafford, Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, who just got hurt. you got to be careful there. Carson He's got no big throw to either. Joe Flacco, look at how far he has slid. Wow. He's down around Jay Cutler range, Alex Smith range. And he's the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't sleep too much this year on quarterbacks. Normally, you would wait and just wait it all the way out. Don't do that this year. I wouldn't. Not this year. I think it's stacked toward the top. 
and and you're uh, asking for trouble. If you just wait, there'll be slim pickings late in the draft here if you wait on quarterbacks. You got a question for us? 799-1250. It's Fantasy Football hey, Weekly. Hey, real quick, Cody Grant, at it again, man. Oh, boy. I don't know what's up with this kid this morning. So, <laughs> oh. already he's... Holy Donald Trump Twitter tirade. Right, exactly. Sad. He's already tweeted out, uh, man, I wish I worked on the big show with Sparky, Gary, Rami, and Leroy. So much more fun than Bart Winkler and Chuck Freeman. Then he tweeted, I'd also love to work on that Bill Michaels show. Such a good show. And Radio Joe Sports is hilarious. Also, who wouldn't want to be statewide? Then he said, I'd love a chance to work on that baseball postgame show, too. Tim Allen Rance is such a great dude. And nobody, all capital letters, has better takes on the Brewers. And just five minutes ago, Cody tweeting, I'd also love to work on any of the dozen shows that at Big Time 1250 hosts, that's our big time, McGivern. Uh, our high school insider, Mike McGivern, there's not a nicer or more informed guy at the station. <laughs> Chuck and Bart are going to kill that kid. What is going on with Cody today, man? I'm Cody Grant. <laughs> There he is. Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa, here on The Fan. It's teamwork every Sunday morning. You're a real asset to the team. Join the fantasy footballers that will get you to the big game in your league. It's battle time. Let's go. Greg Janik, Security Dan, Rami Makloff, and Tim Allen get it done every Sunday morning. It's Tony Bunt. You're the real boy, dude. On Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. We got three hours to be great. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. Tim Allen, Rami Makloff, Greg Janik in security. Dan aboard with us for our 29th straight year I think that's show. what it is, yeah. Um, well, it's m- more like 11, but 11's good. 11's good. It means we're doing something right. 799-1250. If you've been through a draft or have any other questions about fantasy football, happy to take your calls um, here this morning. All right, we move to the running back position. Cody at it again? Yeah, he just tweeted. I, I can't believe what he just tweeted out a second ago. Cody Grant. Cody mo- Grant, who is our producer on the Chuck morning show. show. He just tweeted out one minute ago. Actually, the reason I took the job at 105.7 FM, the fan, is hoping I could work on the cutting edge outdoors Saturday at 6 to 8. No better listen in Milwaukee radio. (laughs) Nice. I do like that show. I love that show. I really do. It's one of the shows I started out on. It's producing that show Ah. every Saturday morning. Yep. Running backs. Is there any question who the top guy is? Is there any doubt at all? You get the first pick. You're going running back. Who are you going with? Is it clear-cut? Le'Veon Bell, I guess, right? No. I, th- I think it's David Johnson. I slam dunk. I don't I, know. I just, I just do. Guy out of the backfield. He he has said himself, Greg, and I mean, you can appreciate this. Wants to rush and receive for 1,000 yards. Just flat out. And normally, guys don't put numbers on things like that. That's what he wants but to do. But the thing he, is, and we saw it take a big step back last year, as Carson Palmer gets older and less effective and Larry Fitzgerald gets older, and less effective, that passing game becomes older and less effective as a whole, and more and more people are going to start to focus on David Johnson. You can't do that with Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh because Big Ben and Antonio Brown will make you pay. Preseason game number three for the Arizona Cardinals yesterday had John Brown with a couple of touchdown receptions, one from Carson Palmer, the other from, I don't even know, was it Stanton? Yeah. I think it was. But So you, you do have – and. 
look at Larry Fitzgerald's numbers last year. I was quite impressed. I didn't think he had that good a year. No, he had a solid year. It's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's David Johnson. Uh, then it goes to Le'Veon Bell. Then LaShawn McCoy. I don't know what it is about him. Do you guys think he's like upper echelon beast material? I know he puts up the numbers, but the the, the nagging injuries that yeah. you suffer through with McCoy every year, and they're not they're not debilitating injuries. They're just that injury where you say, "Well, it looks like he's going to miss the second half." Okay, he misses the second half. Is he good to go for Sunday? Is he good to go for Sunday? Well, we'll see in warmups how he's going to do. At the end of the day, though, I guess you know in in large sample size, he does put up the numbers. There aren't a lot of true beast running backs true. in fantasy football nowadays. I think that's that's about to change. I think the trend is going back the other way with guys like Fournette and Delvin Cook entering the league this year. Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Jordan Howard from the Bears last year put up huge numbers in the run game. But I would put LaShawn McCoy just on the outside looking in of the upper echelon beast-type running backs. But again, there's two or three of those in the league today. So LaShawn McCoy, I think, is, is a Top five, maybe easily top take, ten running back. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. However, I would take these guys over him: Jay Ajayi, Melvin Gordon, and Devontae Freeman. All three, I would take over Lashawn mm. McCoy. Look at the team as well. I know. I know. I, I just see where you're coming from. They're in a little bit of disarray. Well, they're the Bills. They're all in disarray. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not only disarray; it's a little dysfunctional almost. Yes, they're the Bills. They are dysfunctional. Uh, however, Jordan Howard and DeMarco Murray are closely behind those guys. Uh, your thoughts on, on Howard? Great I li- rookie season. I like Jordan Howard. I think he has he has the potential to be a, a good running back for a long time. The thing that holds him back a little bit is the breakaway speed. There were a lot of runs where he got behind the defense last year and got caught from behind. So that, that can cost him <clears> touchdowns. But he's also not a guy that they're they're afraid to go to when they get near the goal line, he's he's yeah. not you know the Barry Sanders type who's good between the twenties, and then once he gets inside the twenty, he's going to get pulled for a bigger, more physical running back. But he can do it all. And uh, this off season, he focused on the breakaway speed and also focused on catching the ball out of the backfield and hoping to be a little bit more of a part of the Bears' passing game with the great Mitchell Trubisky set to take things. <laughs> well, over. They, the Bears also drafted a running back in the fourth round, Tane Cohen. They did. Who they're talking about being their third round, their third down third, back. I like third him a lot, yep. and he's shown some stuff in yep. the in the return game as well. I really like Tariq Cohen. He's been, he's been looking good. Now, a bounce-back season for Todd Gurley. Is that possible? Yes, I think I it agree. is. I think I think the talent is there. It's a, it's a matter of can can they come up with the scheme and the, the protection that you need for a Todd Gurley to succeed. I don't I don't think that I mean, obviously any time a guy struggles, part of it is on his shoulders, but I don't think that the 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 main reason Todd Gurley struggles is because is because he's not a good running back. He's the in team a bad needs situation. To develop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just what you said with Arizona and the passing game in Arizona going down. Up. They're, gonna they're gonna stack gonna, them up because yep. you have Jared Goff at quarterback. Right. And oh it, yeah. Ton of anybody, pressure there. If anybody watched that San Diego or not San Diego, L.A. L.A. game preseason game last night. Yeah. Jared Goff looked horrible, absolutely it, atrocious. It's it may be. Is so he you another take Bortles? him with the number one pick if it was today? Oh yeah, oh, no. no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette. We were just talking about him I think off he's the air. Be a beast. I've had two people ask me off the air, Tim, either in person or via Twitter. At least two people choosing between Delvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. 
in, in Dynasty Leagues. And I told both people to go with Fournette. I like both of them, but I, I think Fournette's better. Yeah, that's, that's such a tough call. It's such a tough call. Fournette's going to be given the car keys immediately. Yes, I think we can all absolutely. count on that. Latavius Murray up there in uh, in Minnesota, he, he's going to get the gig, right? And then it's going to be Delvin Cook kind of working his way into things. So you might have a little... I don't think it'll take long for Delvin Cook to... Yeah, a little hesitation in the there. the wheel in that. All right. Uh, I... Isaiah Crowell, Lamar Miller, Marshawn Lynch, no, Carlos Hyde. The guys. Well, just, no, no, no. But guys. these aren't going to be someone's no, RB1s. I know. I know. I understand. I think Crowell has a boatload of upside. I do too. I do too. And and Hugh Jackson said they're gonna they're gonna pound the football. Duke Johnson. I don't know. Uh let's see, Ty Montgomery. Now I think Ty Montgomery if he can if he can figure out the blocking scheme and and learn how to block, uh you know, technique wise, he should be on the field enough most to, times to possibly be a fantasy beast this year. Joe Mixon. I like Joe Mixon. I do. I like I mean, him I, a lot. I don't of the, like him. I, he's a good football player, though. I don't know him, but I'm thinking I might like him. Um, <laughs> he's got a good right hook. Okay. Um, I I would say that Mixon is above is above some of the running backs with Demarco Murray. I would take I would take a flyer on Mixon before him. I'm just not sold on all of a sudden the flavor of the month is Tennessee and Jacksonville, and everyone says they're going to vie for the Super Bowl. I don't see it. There is still Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill there in Cincinnati as well, so he's going to get a little time to work things in. But there's a sleeper. If he falls a little bit, and he's, if he is my RB2, I'm absolutely elated if I can get somebody you know upwards of one of the better running back. And then Mixon? Oh, I'm in. We'll go over some of the uh, wide receivers and tight ends and take a, a peek at some of the rookies here as uh, we continue on. First edition of the twenty of your 2017 championship fantasy season. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Tim and Rami have been playing fantasy football for literally decades. Now everything comes down to one. And they know exactly what it takes to win. Embrace the opportunity. This is Fantasy Football Weekly. This is an important game. Presented by Dave and Busters and Wauwatosa on The Fan. Play with your heart. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave and Busters in Wauwatosa. Here on The Fan each and every Sunday morning, 10 to noon. We'll get you ready. Now, we got another show next week. And really, next week, we could actually uh, delve into starting lineups, really, when you think about it, Rami. Yeah, because there will be a game the following Thursday. The following Thursday. Yes, wow. sir. Wow. You like the Patriots? What do you mean, do I like the Patriots? I mean, Patriots? Just, to, just to, you know, go back to the Super Bowl, maybe have a pop at winning it. Everybody is making it seem like they're the Golden State Warriors and there's no <laughs> chance whatsoever that anybody will come out of the AFC other than the Patriots. They're done. They're obviously the favorites. There's no doubt about that. They're clear-cut favorites, but I don't think that it's that big a gap as it is with, with the Warriors and really the rest of the I NBA, agree. much less the Western Conference. I think there are other teams that could make some noise and could knock off the Patriots Pittsburgh. at some point. Also, yeah, Pittsburgh, Las like Vegas that. Raiders. Mm-hmm. If Marshawn Lynch is is anywhere near what Marshawn Lynch was when he closed things out with the Seahawks, and you had a running game to what Derek Carr and 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 that passing attack was doing last year, 
That's yeah. going to make them tough for a lot of teams to defend. And that defense just keeps getting better behind Cleo Mack. And what would a Fantasy Football Weekly show here on the Fan B mm-hmm. without our uh, breakdown on Brock Osweiler from Greg Janik? He's a bum. He's horrible. He's now number two in Cleveland. That just tells you how bad you are when you're number two in Cleveland. They've had 27 starting quarterbacks since 1999, and you can't break that starting lineup. You should not be in the league. You, you're a bum. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I let's get to soft on him. Let's let's get to Mike at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike, you had a fantasy question. You're downtown. Well, yeah. Hello. Good morning. Thank you. I uh, I don't have really have a question. I almost got into a car accident. Did you say that you wanted to take Joe Mixon over Demarco Murray? Yes, I do. Are you drinking mimosas this morning? No, that's <laughs> hey, that's no. I wish I were. Um, just what, let's just look at Demarco's numbers last year. Yep. I have. And, and two years before that was Dallas. Two years before that. And yep. now all the pressure's on DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry coming on. And, and last year, what were his numbers? And you think Mixon, you would take him over DeMarco? I think he's a stud, yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. I think Mixon's <laughs> taken over. I do. And that's the th- see, that's the thing, though. Instead of someone, as, as we heard from Adam Burnett, and I— I would love to have this conversation with you about week six or seven when DeMarco Murray, if DeMarco Murray just pounds the numbers again, and that's fine. I, I get you there. I want I want to reach a little bit. Adam Burnett brought, brought that up. When you reach a little bit for a guy that you're going to live and die with, at least you're living when he's living, and he didn't look back and say, who the hell took that guy? Why didn't I take that guy? Sometimes yeah, it is up to you to go out and just say, hey, man, there's the guy. I'm going to go with him. And so you did you place money on McGregor last night against Mayweather? No. Okay, uh-uh. there you go. All <laughs> right, so at least you have some sanity. I will call you in six or seven, and we'll compare Mixon and, and Murray. Okay, fair enough. You All also, right. And thanks for the call, Mike. You also can't ignore the, the injury history of a DeMarco Murray. You have to factor that in. He was studly. I get it. I, I totally get it, and Tennessee seems to be that choice for everybody across the board. If if Mike, that's that's your, you know, your opinion based on your football knowledge. Okay, fine, but maybe just maybe there's a, a lot of writers and and outlets out there and platforms that are really loving on Tennessee, like they are going to the Super Bowl. They're going to be this this breakout team, and they might be. They look. I think they they're, an up and, they're an up-and-coming football team. They're a team that people are going to have to worry about maybe as soon as next year. I don't think this year is the year. 799-1250. Yeah, week one against the Raiders they play in a couple of weeks from today. Yeah. By Andy, the way, I, I did bet the Raiders in that game. Andy Reid just named Kareem Hunt the starter over Sharkhanja Quest. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Ay, ay, ay. All right, let's get to uh, some wide receivers here. Uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, they're, they're toward the top, obviously. Um, I don't think there's anybody going to debate that. Uh, Julio Jones, Mike Evans popping in at this list on at A number four. A lot of people four. high on Mike Evans. Wow. You buy it? To a degree. I'm not quite as high as a lot of people are. I don't know if I'd put him quite that high on my list of wide receivers, but I, I, I think he could put up a huge year. A lot of people uh, are saying with that uh, addition of Deshaun Jackson takes a lot of coverage away from Evans. Well, with their tight ends, too. O.J. Howard. Yeah, a rookie in there. Um, Jordy Nelson, right in there in the mix. I think Devontae Adams is a 
bigger threat this year than Jordy Nelson. You've been having mimosas? <laughs> nope. I think Devontae Adams emerges. You look at the trend of Packers wide receivers, going back to Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, most recently Jordy Nelson. The fourth year is the year that they really break through and emerge as a number one wide receiver and a, and like a huge threat. I th- and this is year four for Devontae Adams. And Jordy Nelson is is not getting younger. He's not past his pr- he's not past his prime. I don't think he he won't be productive. I just think that he takes a back seat this year as far as wide receivers go to Devontae Adams. AJ Green mm-hmm. pops in here super high up in there. He is a stud. Uh, Michael Thomas above a Des Bryant. AJ Green over Des. That I agree with. The Des may be ranked just a tick too high here. Possibly. Um, just because Dak has a lot of pressure, as we discussed last hour. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin. There's a guy that slides every single year, guys. Doug Baldwin. Don't be afraid to take that guy as your wide receiver number I'm, one. I think T.Y. Hilton is way overrated, especially if you don't have luck in there. Yeah, and he's got a shoulder situation. They're that, saying he might not start the, the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And Mari Cooper, he only caught what six touchdowns last year. <laughs> yeah, they look for Crabtree in the in the red zone. They do for sure. Um, I think Brandon Marshall, Cooks is Ma- going to be. Now, there we go. He's he's landing right here in this in this range of Des Bryant, Brandon Cooks. We're going to find out what genius the New England Patriots are because he boy he had the one breakout a little bit mm-hmm. um, in New Orleans and then he was really underachieving. It's not like he was playing with a bad quarterback. Sometimes you look at a guy and you go, man, all the talent in the world, but just nobody throwing him the football. He was playing with Drew Brees. Now, I know he goes to New England where it's overall a, a better organization and guys tend to flourish when they get to New England and Tom Brady is throwing him the football. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about a, a gigantic jump in numbers for Brandon Cooks. And everybody goes, well, he's a deep threat. Well, nobody throws the deep ball better than Drew Brees. If he wasn't, if he wasn't putting up big numbers in, in the deep game with New Orleans, I don't see why that's going yeah. to change drastically when he gets to New England. Let's see. Demarius Thomas in here. DeAndre Hopkins right in this range here. Uh, no Brock Osweiler, though. No? Got that going for him. That's true. Although, I'm not super high on Deshaun Watson. More Deshaun Kaiser for me. But well, Watson Savage. could impress. Savage has been named the starter. Savage is, is going to start. I think that that's just a matter of time before Watson's in there. And obviously the best rookie quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky of your Chicago Of, of course of he course. is. Um, let's see. Terrell Pryor of the Skins. Allen Robinson, does he bounce back? Uh, Elshon Jeffrey is now with the Eagles. That could be something that you may hit pay dirt on. I have a whole list if you want to go through it, Tim, of yeah, the we will. major players that have switched teams this offseason. Yes, a- absolutely we will. Uh, Devontae Adams right here with Michael Crabtree, Sammy Watkins of the Rams now, um, Tyreek Hill, Fitz, Emmanuel Sanders. So I think there's wide receivers pretty deep. Pretty deep. I, d- I do. I'm with All right, you. let's switch to uh, tight ends here. Uh, Gronkowski, obviously, Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert. Are these in order? These are, um, yeah, these are ranked order, and I think this is from ESPN.com. When he's on the field, Jordan Reed is putting up numbers as big, if not bigger, than any tight end in the league. Yep. But he just can't stay on the field. But if you're going to knock him down a few spots for that, you got to knock Rob Gronkowski down a few spots for that. You sure do. 
Yes, you do. I, I fully agree. Kyle Rudolph is one of my sleeper tight ends, too. I like Kyle Rudolph. And the word is out on Kyle Rudolph. He's, he's decent, but I think he's going to have a much better year than people think. Uh, Zach Ertz, Martellus Bennett below Rudolph and Ertz. Mm, yeah. He's going to catch a lot of touchdowns. I think he could rack rack up some yardage as well. Aaron Rodgers ain't no dummy, and he knows what he's got <laughs> in a end zone target in the six foot seven Martellus Bennett, who can go up and get him and has great hands. For those that uh, care, uh, kickers: Guskowski, Tucker, Matt Bryant, Dan Bailey, Mason Crosby, Vinatieri, Cairo Santos of the Chiefs, Matt Prater of Detroit, Will Lutz of the Saints. I don't know about that. Janikowski. Ugh. Um, I like Boswell. Are you looking for a sleeper kicker? I'm I'm going Boswell. A sleeper kicker. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you never know. Man. Okay. Uh defenses. How about um Denver, Seattle, Houston, Kansas City, Minnesota? Minnesota. That defense, people forget, they were studly for five they or be six. Higher weeks. On that list than what you just they were st- oh man, they absolutely. were outstanding last year yep. early. All right, uh, we'll go over the changes around the NFL. Those of you that haven't been following the NFL very closely, this is one of the things that I, I really liked when I was a when kid. When I found this list, it's a longer list than I thought it than I thought it gonna, would be. We're going to rapid guys fire. Who, who have switched teams. Yeah, we're going to rapid fire, but I always like getting the football cards the very next year to see these guys in a different uniform. Mm-hmm. And you might want to do a little brushing up here. There's been a lot of NFL player movement with regards to fantasy football. We'll go over those next here on Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Tim and Rami have been playing fantasy football for literally decades. Now everything comes down to one. And they know exactly what it takes to win. Embrace the opportunity. This is Fantasy Football Weekly. This is an important Presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa on the fan. Final couple of minutes of Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. Uh, One thing, uh, I do love my job. I really do. But Mm -hmm. I got to say, um, I really enjoy the 10 to noon on Sundays, guys. I really do. It's a lot of fun. Whether or not it's the, the, the content or the... Uh, co-workers, I really do. I, I look forward to you it took, every every single week. You took my comments on the uh, the leash laws earlier this week on the big show so hard. I, I wasn't sure how we'd get along on Sunday morning, but you seem to have cooled off since then. No, it's just, mm, yeah. All right, so there, <laughs> there was, yeah, we've cooled off, uh, but we still think it's kind of dumb. Okay. But, but um, okay, so there's been some movement. Let's rapid fire. Of some movement in the NFL, just so people aren't sticker shocked when they say, oh, Alshon Jeffrey's not a bear. And we've touched on a few of these uh, already throughout the show. Marshawn Lynch, he comes out of retirement and uh, goes to the Oakland Raiders. He, I think he should be effective. I don't know if I'd expect the same Marshawn Lynch who we saw two years ago. I would agree. Uh, Terrell Pryor, he goes to the Washington Redskins from Cleveland. I don't think he puts up the numbers he did in Cleveland. I know that sounds funky. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he does. I think he's gonna. I, again, Cousins seem to be seems to be looking at him a lot so far. That's this true. Preseason and anytime you leave Cleveland, you'd think things get better, right? I've Al- never been a big fan of Pryor anyway, but he's overachieved from Alshon, where I had him. Alshon Jeffrey, he goes from the Bears to the Eagles. I think that's a step up for him, and he only signed a one-year deal, so this is going to be a guy who's out to prove himself yeah. and get that big long-term contract this year. Yep. 
We often see results coming out of that. Jeremy Macklin, he goes to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's a good wide receiver. Uh, get Flacco healthy, and that they could do some damage. He's good in PPR leagues, especially because he's that possession guy for a yep. lot of a lot of. Sticking lot of with Baltimore, I think one guy that's going to be a stud is Danny Woodhead. Going to Baltimore. You can catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. If back you're in a PPR and, league, absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, Eddie Lacy, Packers fans know this. He goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, he's going to have to share time back there. Best man is going to be left standing. Danny Woodhead, you just mentioned him. He goes to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Jay Cutler goes to the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if Jay, Cut- Jay Cutler is probably a number two quarterback on most teams, uh, but I think the guys around him benefit a lot we talked about Devonte parker i think jay ajayi if you if, if people are, are looking a little bit more at the passing game not stacking the box to stop ajayi i think that opens things jarvis up jarvis landry well. is jarvis down landry, there he absolutely. puts up numbers yeah adrian peterson he goes from minnesota to new orleans uh, i don't know about there isn't that much one. gas left in that tank i do like the one-two punch of mark ingram and adrian peterson both those guys being at the stages that they're in yep. in their careers i think could be an effective running game for new orleans I don't love either one as an individual and, and as a fantasy running back, though. Eric Decker goes to the Tennessee Titans. you got to think leaving the Jets and going to play with Marcus Mariota. That, that's a guy like Eric That's going to lift up your career. Um, his his wife had something to do with that. Mike Lennon goes to the Bears. He won't have his job. I mean, she did. Let's Absolutely. face it. She's, she's in Nashville, and, and they're, they're in seventh heaven down there. She's not tough to look at either. <laughs> Lots of wives are making calls for these players. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, Mike Lennon won't have his job by week four. Disregard. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. This and guy that's, put up a lot of touchdowns last year for the A ton of touchdowns, had some really good numbers. I, you know, Philly, that offense, they showed signs of it. If you remember early on last year, what were they, 2-0, and 3-0 or something like mm-hmm. that before they came back down to earth. So there's... There's a lot of potential there. LeGarrette Blunt, or no, I just said LeGarrette Blunt. Latavius Murray, he goes to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He had offseason ankle surgery, and Dalvin Cook is already starting to uh, make some noise yeah. in terms of taking his job. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon is still there. Uh, it's still going to be Latavius, uh, I would assume, to start, and then things will swivel from there. But I do think Latavius Murray in a, in a TD situation He's their goal line guy. We talked about Brandon Cooks. We got about two minutes left in the show, so let's fly through these. I don't expect a huge jump in his numbers. Eleven hundred seventy-three yards, eight touchdowns last year with Drew Brees throwing the football to him. I don't see how you improve that much more, even if it is Tom mm-hmm. Brady throwing the football. Deshaun Jackson, he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've never been a big Deshaun Jackson guy. I do think though that he draws some attention deep, which should open things up for other guys in that Tampa Bay mm-hmm. offense. Pierre Garcon, he goes to the 49ers. They're the 49ers. He won't do anything. And Kenny Britt goes to the Browns. Steven Hauschka, the kicker, he goes to the Buffalo Bills if you want to if you want to talk about kickers. I do think a lot of people are selling Brandon Marshall short. That's the last guy I'll mention because we already hit on the rest. Martellus yeah. Bennett, we hit on. Brandon Marshall just puts up numbers, man. Cordero Patterson is a Raider? Huh? Those thinking special teams. I don't love Cordero and... Patterson, but, yeah, it can help that Raiders special teams and defense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, maybe you get the bonus. He returns one or two throughout Absolutely. the year, and on a bye week, you had him in there. Those you are know, major movers. Uh, security Dan, Little Red Fournette is the name of one of your leagues or one of, one of your teams in your league? That's actually the name of my team. The name of our league is Diddy Buttkiss. Mm. I like it. 
You do like it? I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's no Greg Janik, how do you pleasure, like pleasure to have you back on Fantasy Football Weekly again this year. Okay? Glad to be here, buddy. And same to you, Security Dan, for Rami Makloff. My name is Tim Allen. We'll talk to you next week at 10 a.m., and then we'll uh, set some lineups for you as it's going to be week one, just, what, four days from uh, next Sunday. You've been listening to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Don't leave your Twitter account open, Cody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.